This is the World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. A drone attack on a Russian airfield in Kursk, around 100 kilometers from the Ukrainian border, set a storage tank in a nearby oil facility on fire, according to the region's governor. On Monday, Russia said that Ukrainian drones had attacked two other airbases deep inside its territory, killing three Russian service members. Kyiv has not claimed responsibility for the strikes. Meanwhile, a barrage of Russian missiles disrupted power in eastern Ukraine and killed at least four people, according to Vladimir Zelensky, the president. China's president Xi Jinping paid tribute to Jiang Zemin, his predecessor but one, in a ceremony in Tiananmen Square in Beijing. Mr Jiang, who died last week aged 96, became president following the bloody crackdown on pro-democracy protesters around that same square in 1989. He attempted to open China up to more free market principles. Mr Xi took the opportunity to reiterate his commitment to the more socialist goal of common prosperity. Facebook threatened to pull American news content from its users' feeds. Meta, Facebook's owner, is angry about a congressional bill that would allow media outlets to collectively bargain with the social network and thus maximize how much they could charge for content. If it passed, the legislation would be similar to an Australian law that led Facebook to briefly block news posts in that country. Indonesia's parliament passed a law banning extramarital sex. The new code, which will apply to Indonesians and foreigners, also restricts how much people can criticise the president and public institutions. The legislation triggered violent protests when it was introduced in 2019. The government says it has tried to accommodate feedback and that the old code, a colonial vestige, was no longer relevant. South Africa's ruling party said it would block attempts to impeach President Cyril Ramaphosa after an independent panel found that he probably abused the power of his office. Mr Ramaphosa asked that the panel's report be declared unlawful and set aside by the country's top court. He stands accused of violating anti-corruption laws concerning the concealment and subsequent theft of at least $4 million from his cattle farm. Most justices on America's Supreme Court appeared sympathetic to a Christian web designer's argument that having to make a gay couple's wedding website would violate her free speech rights by forcing her to create work at odds with her religion. The court's conservative majority seems likely to create some exceptions for business owners from laws requiring equal treatment of all customers on the basis of this case. A decision is expected next summer. Football World Cup Football's heavyweights continued to assert their dominance in the knockout round. Brazil, the tournament's favourites, advanced to an eighth consecutive quarter-final after drubbing South Korea. Croatia, the finalists in 2018, beat Japan on penalties. On Tuesday, Morocco will hope to buck the trend when they face Spain. They are hoping to become the first Arab team ever to reach the quarter-finals. And fact of the day. 22%. 
The average spike in opioid-related deaths in American counties that opened syringe exchanges between 2008 and 2016. And now here's a deeper look at the day ahead. Georgia closes America's Senate race. After election day in early November, most American voters can relax. Not in Georgia, which requires a separate runoff election if no candidate secures an outright majority. In January 2021, the entire country watched Georgia's unusual contest when its runoff decided control of the Senate. On Tuesday, Georgia's race will again conclude the national Senate battle, but this time there is less pressure. Democrats are safe in their control of the upper chamber of Congress, but they will be glad to have an extra seat. In Georgia, Raphael Warnock, the Democratic incumbent who led the first round by one percentage point, faces Herschel Walker, the gaff-prone Republican nominee. Other Republicans running in Georgia, such as Brian Kemp, the incumbent governor, sailed to an easy victory in November. But Mr. Walker, a former football star who has not managed to outrun his personal scandals, may fall flat now that Republicans have no hope of retaking the Senate. Polls show Mr. Warnock enjoying a slight lead. The EU's moment of truth with Hungary. The EU has struggled for a decade to respond to Viktor Orbán's increasingly autocratic, corrupt, and scofflaw government in Hungary. It now has the opportunity to do something about it. Last week, the European Commission recommended that 13.3 billion euros, or 14 billion dollars, of aid to Hungary go forward only if the country carries out reforms. On Tuesday, the Council of EU countries' finance ministers, known as ECOFIN, will vote on that course of action. Ministers are expected to allow 5.8 billion euros in grants from the EU's COVID recovery fund to go forward, conditional on Hungary's implementing 27 anti-corruption reforms. But Hungary's prime minister may have enough allies to prevent ECOFIN from freezing the 7.5 billion euros earmarked for his country in the EU's regular budget. He has also been fighting back by blocking a joint aid package for Ukraine and a proposed minimum tax on multinational companies. So, despite years of tough talk, the EU may end up letting Hungary get away with embezzling European money. India's controversial citizenship law faces a test. Three years ago, India's parliament passed the Citizenship Amendment Act, which made it easier for migrants of certain religions coming from neighboring countries to become Indian citizens. The glaring omission of Muslims from that list triggered deadly protests that went on for months. The demonstrations were forced to a halt by the pandemic lockdown, but they succeeded in stopping the governing Hindu nationalist Bharatiya Janata Party from implementing the law. Now the contentious legislation looms large again. Earlier this year, Amit Shah, the Home Minister, insisted that quote, "CAA is and will be a reality." India's Supreme Court could yet foil those plans. After months of delay, on Tuesday, it begins hearing more than 200 petitions challenging the law, many of which argue that the CAA violates the country's secular constitution. India's Muslims, who worry that the law could pave the way to threatening their own citizenship, won't expect the court to take their side. Judges have recently bent to the will of India's heavy-handed government. Can America go green fast enough? 
On Tuesday, the Biden administration will hold the first lease auction for offshore wind development on America's west coast. The five sites up for grabs along the Californian coastline could propel America closer to Joe Biden's target of 30 gigawatts of offshore wind energy by 2030. Because the sites are in deep waters, they will also be home to America's first floating turbines. Investors continue to face headwinds. The Inflation Reduction Act, the most ambitious climate legislation America has ever passed, includes tax breaks for clean energy technologies. But an onerous, often litigious permitting process means government agencies can take five years to approve a solar farm. Wind projects and transmission lines often take longer. Democrats and Republicans agree the planning process is lousy, but lawmakers spurned a reform bill championed by Joe Manchin, a senator for West Virginia. If Congress does not get its act together, America's green dreams may be no more than that. The show struggles to go on. In New York, show business is serious business. Broadway's 41 theaters contributed an estimated $15 billion to the city's economy during the 2018-19 season. The industry employed almost 97,000 people, from actors and producers to front-of-house staff, costume makers, and specialist dry cleaners. In March 2020, the city shut its theaters as part of its coronavirus lockdown measures. Thousands of people were cut off from their source of income. Broadway Rising, a documentary released in America this week, explores what happened next. Some staff were among the earliest COVID cases. Performers started teaching their craft online. Many left the industry entirely. Broadway has not bounced back yet. This summer, performances of Moulin Rouge had to be canceled after a COVID outbreak among the cast and crew. Audiences have been slow to return, too. The documentary considers who will suffer if the show does not, in fact, go on. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 hours GMT on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Saturday. Tuesday, which 1977 musical starring Liza Minnelli and Robert De Niro was directed by Martin Scorsese? Monday, which fighter jet is manufactured by the French group Dassault? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Balthazar Gracian. Without courage, wisdom bears no fruit. That's the World in Brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week. You can also hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, on your podcast app. And subscribers to The Economist have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download the Economist app to start listening. <laughs>